Welcome, welcome to this reflection for Sunday, the 2nd of August, the ninth Sunday after Pentecost. We begin with hymn 147, All Creatures of Our God and King.
Confession. Father, the world is out of joint, and our lives are out of joint. We do our best, but you know what we are really like. Sometimes we know very well we have gone wrong. Sometimes we just know that the task is beyond us. Have mercy on us. Forgive us when we go wrong. Strengthen us when we try to do what is right. Father, all creation speaks of your glory. We delight to offer you our praise and worship. We listen also attentively for you to speak within our silence. Father, we come with our concerns and our fears, our troubles and our worries. Renew our faith that you are kind and close to all who call upon you as we do. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hymn 519 Love Divine, All Loves Excelling
Bible readings. The first from Genesis chapter 32 verses 22 to 31. Jacob wrestles at Peniel. The same night he got up and took his two wives, his two maids and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jebek. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise everything that he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he didn't prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans, and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Peniel, limping because of his hip. The second reading is from the book of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 13 to 21, the feeding of the 5,000. When Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place. The hour is now late. Send the crowds away so they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They needn't go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We've nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. He ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled, and they took up what was left, twelve baskets full in all, and those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. A legendary encounter between Jacob and his nameless adversary is described in the reading from the book of Genesis. Alone and fearful of a difficult reunion with the brother he has cheated, Jacob wrestles all night beside the river, and as morning is breaking, seems to have reached the point of exhaustion. His hip has been dislocated, yet he will not let go, describing, demanding the other's name and a blessing. What is your own name? his opponent demands. Jacob, he replies. Your name will no longer be Jacob, but instead Israel, 
and he gives him a blessing. Israel may mean he who wrestles with God. Jacob limps away from the place with the knowledge that he has seen God face to face. Jacob Epstein was a sculptor who lived in the first half of the 20th century. He made portraits in a style which can easily be recognized of many famous people, including Albert Einstein and Winston Churchill. When he was a young man, he became deeply interested in his Jewish heritage, as well as in the fluid forms and the truth to materials of African sculpture. Among the work that he produced at this time was a large carving in alabaster of Jacob and the angel. The stone, which is smooth and translucent, gives the flesh of the figures a mysterious, timeless quality. The labour of carving the stone is clearly expressed in their massive forms. The powerful wings of the angel recall the irresistible might of the machine age. The winged figure, unwearied, crushes in his arms a form from which power has almost gone. Joseph, still clinging on, is almost exhausted. When it was first exhibited, Einstein's sculpture attracted nothing but ridicule from the press, which then, as now, was willing to mock anything which was difficult to understand. Today, this sculpture is among the treasures of the Tate Gallery, but when it was first shown, it appeared in a freak show in Blackpool, and day-trippers paid sixpence to laugh at it. In the second reading, we hear how Jesus, wanting to be alone, finds himself followed to the lakeside by a great crowd. He works among them all day, healing the sick. As evening draws near, the disciples become anxious. How many, how many people are there? How many thousands to be fed? Perhaps they should be sent away. When I first heard the story in Sunday school, what caught my attention was its miraculous, almost magical aspects. Being of a sceptical turn of mind, I thought the evangelist might be guilty of a little exaggeration. But there are other things about the story which are worth thinking about. We can imagine that Jesus is under tremendous pressure and wants to be by himself. Yet he recognizes the needs of others and puts them first. He does not as the disciples want, send the crowd away. He suggests instead that however great the numbers and however poor the resources, five loaves, two fish, they should share what they have. And in the end, there proves to be enough for everybody. Generally, we know when a story or a song is intended to be taken literally, and when there is a deeper meaning under the words. The poet, Sidney Carter, a friend of the Quakers, composed the words of our next hymn inspired by a brass ornament which depicted the Hindu deity Shiva 
in a dancing pose which he had on his desk. He meant the words to be about Jesus, but he didn't intend us to imagine that he was dancing, although indeed he might have been. But we know, without having to have explanations, what the words and the music are about. Carter wrote our last hymn as well. In the light of all we have learned, and in a time when everything seems to be changing, it encourages us to travel, hopefully, towards the future. Prayers of Thanksgiving and Intercession Thank you, God, for giving us what we need to live in this world. 
food, shelter, conversation, family, friendship, warmth, purpose. Thank you for the doubt and curiosity of science as we explore our humanity and its place in the universe, and for art, which opens our hearts to the wonder of everything that we encounter. We have to keep listening for your voice. We have to come to terms with who we really are. Help us to see who we have the power to be. We thank you for all who have helped us along life's journey, teachers, colleagues and friends. Thank you for the gift of the spirit, the gift of faith. We pray for others, for those who are overburdened, for those who are hungry, for those who are sick, for those whose world has little comfort or beauty, for those who must grow, grow up in desolate places, may they never be without hope. And we pray for all those who work to comfort the weary, to heal the sick, and to raise those who have been cast down. May Jesus, who we have been taught, endured shame and torture, and the violence of those who had forgotten their humanity, teach peace to hearts of angry people, so that hatred turns to gentleness, bitterness to calm, and fear to love. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us what we owe, as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, deliver us from evil, because the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours for ever and ever. Amen. Hymn 64, One More Step Traveling along 